Hi, I'm Ellen Sentier, the Heartful Badass Coach. Being badass is about being the real you, being strong, feisty, confident, knowing your own truth and walking it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, with a heart full of joy and boundaries that really work. I learned how to be the real me through telling and writing stories, and now I'm a best-selling author as well as a badass psychotherapist and coach. I tell stories a lot in podcasts and blogs and in the coaching programs I do. Being authentic, living your own story, that's being the real badass you. And being real badass is being full of heart, caring. Because we've lived through all that shit, haven't we? So we know it in our bones and we really do truly feel compassion. So come on. Let's do some badassery. Let's change ourselves and watch the whole world change around us. Let's make our lives, our businesses and our hearts sing. As a follow-up to yesterday's Being You and Being Me, I want to talk about sacrifice. Funny word, isn't it? Maybe it makes you gulp a bit. Maybe it makes your innards sort of go, ooh, clench. We think of sacrifice as being something horrid. And, yeah, despite what a lot of New Agers say, it often is. And I'm thinking about one at the moment, which really was horrid and still has horrid consequences. I'm talking about Finlay. Now, if you don't know who Finlay is, you will like it. You will want to know. Finlay? is a wildcat, a Scottish wildcat, who was rescued, found as a little wee kitten, only a week or so old. He was found completely apparently abandoned by this lovely couple up in the highlands of Scotland who took him in and kept him alive. And they got in touch with a wonderful organisation called Wildcat Haven which I've been a member of ever since it started, a few years, several years back now. And they, and this lovely old couple, they brought Finley up. They managed to save him. They managed to feed him. They managed to keep him alive and growing. And when he got too big to live at home anymore, they found him, in fact, no, they made him, a wonderful wild enclosure where he could start getting used to not being with people and living for himself and living in the wild and climbing trees and hunting things because they'd enabled him to be able to hunt small animals, at least rabbit size, in this enclosure. And they fed him all the sorts of things that he would naturally eat. Not horse, not beef, but bits of deer, bits of rabbit, and bits of little animal, and vole, and all sorts of things. And they helped him grow. And he grew big, and strong, and beautiful. And Wildcat Haven told us all about him on Facebook, on their Facebook site, so you can find them there. 
And we all went, wow, oh, how marvellous. <clears throat> and he's strong and he's fit and he's probably going to be okay. So they moved him to a site where he could really get used to it, an even bigger enclosure. And that was unfortunately in North Wales. I say unfortunately because... Now, this is conjecture on my side, on my part, but there is quite a lot of evidence for it. Because Finley, being a wildcat, was actually a serious problem to the Scottish government, to various business people like Vattenfall from Sweden, and to our government, and even the Welsh government, being leaned on by our government in England, because he was getting in the way of business. Ooh, that is the worst deadly sin that is to get in the way of business. So do you know what they did? They got the Welsh police to take Finlay away from his new home, his home that was just preparing him to be released in the wild, not in the wild of Wales, in the wilds of Scotland, and stick him in a cage, in a vet's or in some kind of shelter somewhere. If you've seen those shelters, you won't like it one bit. The good charity ones are, but the government ones are, excuse me, shite. They said they were looking after him. They said they had the law behind them. They tried to have a go at Wildcat Haven. In fact, they really did have a go at Wildcat Haven and say, you were wrong. We are taking your cat because it's horrible. Anyway, it's not really a wildcat at all. You're just pretending. You're lying. So Finley was stuck there for... I can't remember how long, it was at least six or nine months, in hell, in a tiny cage, being fed rubbish cat food. He was losing his fur, his skin was a mess, his digestion was absolutely ghastly. But we all fought, millions of us, yeah, really, millions of us fought, and we gave money so that Wildcat Haven could get lawyers and barristers to fight the case and they did fight the case and part of the reason for the case in the whole idea was because the Scottish government had done a deal with the Swedish firm Vattenfall to make a wind farm in an ancient forest Clashendarroch Forest in Aberdeenshire I know it I've seen it I've been there my friend lives quite close where there are, or were when Vattenfall first put the, their own survey in, at least 40 wild wildcats. Not introduced, wild ones. Real ones, not half-breds. And they've got pictures of those on camera traps, so they know they're there. But Vattenfall said, oh no, they're not there, they're not really there, they're not there at all, they're not really wildcats, because we want to make millions and billions of pounds out of the Scottish government and the Scottish people 
by putting up a wind farm there, instead of this lovely forest, with not only wildcats in it, but eagles and hawks and raptors and foxes and badgers and masses of little insect life and pollinators and beautiful things. We want to smash that down and put up a wind farm. It's not even a particularly good place for a wind farm. The shape of the land doesn't actually work well for a wind farm. And the Scottish government, of course, had got all tied up in this and made promises, which meant that if they broke the promises, they'd be spending even more billions of dollars. Or is it pounds? Or whatever it is they have up there. And Finley was taken to try to stop Wildcat Haven from fighting back and forth, from fighting this smashing and desecration of Cashendarrick Forest for a wind farm. This extermination of a natural population of Scottish wildcats that have been there for millions of years, probably, thousands, hundreds of thousands anyway, which is actually against the law. It's against the Scottish law too, because they're a protected species. So Finley became a mascot for this as well. And that fight is still going on. Battenfall were in there logging at the beginning of the wildcat breeding season only a couple of weeks ago. They've been stopped now because now Aberdeenshire Council has joined in and said, no, you don't, you're breaking the law. And Wildcat Haven, along with Aberdeenshire Council, have got good barristers and good solicitors working to stop this happening. Do you realise they're using our money to do this? Our money to smash up the environment? Our money to exterminate our native species? Probably you don't. You do now. So Finlay was a sacrifice to that. Finley's fine. Finley's okay. He's living and he has a wild space and I know but he's going to tell you where it is in case anybody tries to steal him again. And he's actually living wild now. He's not in an enclosure. He has a home space that he started in that he can still go back to and that he does still go back to. But he's wild. He hunts his own food. He lives his own life. And maybe... Maybe, please, maybe, he'll find a muswell cat to mate with very soon now. And maybe Finley will have his own wildcat kittens because he was rescued. We rescued him. Wildcat Haven rescued him. And he's still enabling us to keep up the fight against his whole habitat being unnecessarily destroyed. And all for profit, and all to put our taxpayers' money into the pockets of a Swedish firm. How does that sound to you? Does that feel good? Doesn't feel good to me. Why am I telling you this story? Well, partly because I'd love you to help support this this whole fight to stop the forest being knocked down, to help Finley and all the other wildcats, and there are actually a lot more than we thought now, 
in Scotland, and they're wild. They're not reintroduced by Edinburgh University. They've been there forever and ever. Although Edinburgh University, being government-funded and following the government's line, says wildcats are extinct. As they said in a thing today, Wildcat Hayden said, somebody forgot to tell wildcats that. You're extinct, mate. Fuck off. Whoops. Bog off. So, Finley sacrificed to help us understand the awful things that were being done in our name with our money. Finley was sacrificed, or perhaps even gave himself as a sacrifice through the cat goddess. We have a British one too. Because when we help nature, when we become involved from our hearts in helping nature, we enable nature to do things. We enable the natural world. We enable also the spirit world to do things because we're giving our energy, we're exchanging our energy, we're pushing for our core values. And they're more than anything that could be possibly what's in it for me. They're about everything around us. They're about caring and compassion and sharing. And those core values are vital. So Finley's helped us. Finley's sacrificing himself for those awful months when he was in prison. Finley has helped us dig down deep into our own core values and stand up for them and fight for them. And Wildcat Haven is doing the same. Sacrifice can be good, provided it brings through all of those things, brings us to learning to share, learning to be compassionate, learning to care, and to care for what is not human. And that is something we need to learn so, so badly. So this is one of the things that I'm going through in the standstill period. In the last podcast, I was saying to you about how I spent the standstill period reflecting. And this is another reflection, and I think it's a really important reflection to share with everyone that sacrifice may mean lots of good things are able to come about. So I'm thinking about that in a personal way, as well as in a big way for Finlay. And in a medium-sized way, for what I can do for the nature around me here in Shropshire. And I do do a lot. Wild gardening, helping with the Wildlife Trust, hunting up harvest mice nests, providing photographs and more encouragement to other people and supporting my local mammal group. So it's encouraged me, Finley's sacrifice has encouraged me to help and to help things beyond me, outside of me. And if you want something, if you want to return to yourself for that, 
I can tell you the joy you get from the success of one of these things, helping with one of these things, is enormous. If you want to, go back and look on the Wildcat Havens Facebook page and see the absolutely massive joy that was expressed there when they told us they'd got Finlay back and he was alive and he was going to be okay. People were pretty well in tears on the Facebook page. I was. And it's making me tear up a bit now. We'd succeeded. We'd saved a very valuable, beautiful life. And Finley, offering himself up, going through all that, he helped us learn to fight. He helped us learn to stand up for what we believe in. He helped us learn to say, no, you're not going to do that with my say-so, with my money. No, no, no. Finley taught us to do this. He showed us how to do this. His beautiful little sacrifice, his beautiful cat. His sacrifice has shown us how to stand up for our values and not be beaten down by government bullies. So that's what's happening for me here, now. In this day of reflection, think about it for yourself. Think about sacrifices that you know of, that you've supported, that you've helped, that you might even have made successful. Change has come from them. Think about that. Think about what you can do in the future. I'm doing that now. Part of this is planning. Part of my reflection is also planning. How can I help this further? So yes, do it. Let's reflect. Let's reflect on the value of sacrifice, on what we can learn from the sacrifice of some innocent being who goes through something and we are able to save them. Let's try and save things instead of knocking them down. Let's try and think of everything else besides ourselves, just for once, over this midwinter season. Can you manage that? Not put yourself first. Put everything else in front of you. That's not about losing self-love. That's about doing things in proportion. Finding your own roots, so we're still back on being me. Finding your own roots, what you actually need, as opposed to saying, I want another ice cream, I want some new Nikes, I want a new mobile phone. We don't need to be that person. We really do not need to be that person. Let's be the person who says, yeah, I won't have another pint of beer. I won't have another ice cream. I'm going to put that money towards my local wildlife trust, towards helping Finlay, towards stopping Clash and Derek Forest being knocked down. Whatever is our own heartfelt value that we wish to support. So let's get out of our heads and get back into our hearts. Let's feel that. 
and let's follow it. Because that way, we will succeed in saving Mother Earth and Mother Nature. Come with me, people. Love to hear from you if you do. You've got all the links. See you soon. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope it pulled out some new ideas and new ways of looking at life, the universe and everything. And I'd love to know your comments, so do send them to me. Doing and being badassery is fun. It makes your heart sing. And that helps everyone. And it helps you put the soul back in your life and in your business. Business, when it's really working, is fun, full of badass reality and makes your heart sing. So let's stick all those rubbish old work ideas of toil and drudgery in the compost caddy. Let's recycle them into something fun and useful. That's what badassery is about, having fun and being useful. If you'd like more, get on my website, www.ellensentier.com. Sign up for my newsletters and check out my lives and vlogs. Let's get to know each other. Let's get together, have fun, grow your life and make your heart sing. Let's be real. Come on, let's light our fires. <laughs>